Now, for the purposes of the platform that just popped up that is now streaming, this is the Apostolic Sprint. My name is RG. I answer to that anytime, anywhere, any day. Now, tonight we are talking about Array, and I have expounded or I have tried pointing out that Paul said that we are the temple of God, and he went ahead to say that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I said that every life has a certain decoration. As a matter of fact, before you step out, you have a certain kind of dressing which suits where you are going. If you are going to the pool, you put on some Tunabu um, swimming costume. You understand? If you are going for an interview, you put on some nice tie with some nice shirt and some nice shirt. Hallelujah. If you are going to the ward, if you're a nurse, you put on your uniform. If you are a soldier, you dress as a soldier. And so as a child of God, there is a certain array, there is a certain um, um, design, there is a certain adorning, there is a certain dressing that the Lord has put on us. Hallelujah. And I'm expounding this to a certain point. Then we see where we were headed. Hallelujah. So reading from Second Chronicles chapter 3, then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David his father, in the place that David had prepared the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. Now Solomon means Shilomo. Shilomo means peace. The beginning of our life, the beginning of our dawning, the beginning of our, our arraignment, the beginning of our dress to match our address is that God begins at the place of peace. That is why the very moment you accept the Lord and you know that you have encountered the Lord and you have received salvation, there is peace that is expressed on your inside. And, and I am sure that most of you have prayed concerning a lot of decisions where you came to a conclusion that I feel the peace of God on my inside. And so God is saying yes. Now, God begins our adorning at the place of peace. The place of peace is the beginning of the building of God. And so it is the place where our arraignment starts from. Our arraignment does not start from confusion. It does not start from commotion. It does not start from uncertainty. It starts from a place of peace. He said, my peace, I live with you. All right? So, then Solomon, Shilomo, Shalom. Shilomo is from Shalom, Shalom. And Shilomo is the is is anglicized as Solomon. So Solomon is Shilomo. Shilomo is Salom. He says that then peace began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah. Now Mount Moriah means the Lord has chosen. Hallelujah. Mount Moriah simply means the Lord has chosen. So David had an encounter with the Lord and Mount Moriah was the place that the Lord had chosen. So it was not just built in the city of God because when you are accepted in the beloved, when you become a born again, you are ushered into the household of God. That is your acceptance into the beloved. And when you are accepted in the beloved, you are not just situated in the city of God. Now, for those of you that are apolo apologetics um, people, I am saying this to a point, all right? 
So don't, don't quickly jump ahead. Hallelujah. I know why I'm saying that when you speak of the city of God and the situation of, you know, we are speaking of places and destinations in heaven and all those things. I know the technicality of all that. Now, the building of the Lord is not just in any place. He chooses a certain place. He is specific in picking you. He is specific in salvaging you. He is specific in giving you peace. And he is specific in adorning you for the destination and the destiny assigned you. And the assignments assigned you. Your nose is shaped the way it is for a purpose. Your eye is small the way it is for a purpose. My eyes are very small. Now, your lips are shaped for a certain purpose. Your height is for a certain purpose. God did not just wake up one day and said, let me give you a 7-2 height or let me give you a 5-6 height. Everything about you, how fluent you are, how efficient you are, how strict you are, how, how observant you are, is all part of your adorning. It's all part of your dressing so that you'll be well addressed for the, for the destination that God is leading you on to. Right? Now follow me. So it begins at the place of peace. So when a man, the Bible says that, Everyone that is born of the spirit. And he says that the wind blows where it listed. Thou canst not tell from whence it cometh and from whence it goeth. And he said, such is anyone that is born of the spirit. So the spirit is likened unto a wind, the wind of God. Now when we come into winds in Ezekiel chapter 37, Ezekiel encountered the four corners and the four wings from the four corners of the earth. Now, when a, when a man comes into Christ, when a man comes into Christ, the first experience is the east wind. The Bible said, thou destroyed the ships of Tarsus with the east wind. So the east wind is what is assigned to demolish anything that is not of God inside of you. And the west wind was that which was blown after the mess. So the west wind gathers every mess and cleans up the place for work. And the north and the south wind is blown for progress, for maturity, for building up. And so ladies and gentlemen, before God begins to build you up, he brings you to a place of peace. He brings you to a place he has chosen, Mount Moriah in Jerusalem. Now I'll be talking about Jerusalem in a bit. The Bible says in Hebrews, he says that for you have come unto Mount Zion, the city of God. So we will talk about the city of God and the kind of company that we are in, in the city of God. Then he said, then Solomon began to build. So we see that the building begins at the place of peace, in the place that the Lord has chosen. He says that where the Lord appeared unto David, his father. Then he said, in the place David had prepared in the threshing floor of Onan, now the threshing floor is a place of your mess. The threshing floor is a place where things are crushed. The threshing floor is where you were rejected. The threshing floor was, 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 was where you had no heading. The threshing floor was where you had no hope. Your, the threshing floor was where you had no life. You had no salvation. And the Bible said that David had prepared the threshing floor of Onan and 
Conan simply means light has perpetuated. The Bible said in Genesis, before God started calling out anything, he said, let there be light so that if he should call any other thing, he can say that this is good. So ladies and gentlemen, when God picked you up from the threshing floor, he took you to a place called Moriah where the Lord had chosen and this threshing floor was of Onan and Onan means light has perpetuated. Ladies and gentlemen, when you met the Lord, light entered into your life. The Bible said, and this light was the life of men. So the very day you accepted the life of Christ into your being, light perpetuated in the name of the Lord Jesus wherever you need the evidence of the light of God in your life may the Lord manifest that light in the name of the Lord Jesus now let's quickly go on he said the Jebusite and I have said that Jebusite simply means Jerusalem All right. verse 2 he said and he began to build in the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign why not the first year of his reign why not the second year of his reign why not the third year of his reign ladies and gentlemen for God to fully array you now he has prepared you before time but for the full manifestation of his of his arraignment on you to show and to manifest he takes you through time he takes you through process he says the Hebrew says that let us run the race which is set before us with patience Ladies and gentlemen, our journey is not sudden. Our journey is through process. Our journey goes through a sequential process for proper progress. And so if it is not your time today, if it is not your time to shine today, just relax. You are taken from the threshing floor into the Moriah of God, where God is about to work on you, where God is about to make things show. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what people think of you right now. All you need is Jesus. And if you have Jesus, I am bold enough and confident enough to announce to you tonight that the Lord has a plan for you. He's preparing you. He's building you up for the day of your showing forth. I hope I'm preaching good. Verse 3, he says that now these are the things wherein Solomon I'm tempted to say Shalomo Now these are the things wherein Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God, he said. The land by cubits after the first measure was three score cubits. That is um, three of 20 cubits. So that is 60 cubits. Um, That's about something, something feet. He says that after the first measure was three score cubits. Now, cubits actually is talks of the measure of life. Whenever we, we are about to talk about life, we talk, we, we, we use we use the measurements of cubits. We use the measurement of cubits. And so you, you realize that there is a certain 144 cubits in Revelation, which if there is ever any time we will talk about the cubits now. The cubits is about the middle finger to your elbow. It speaks of life. All right? So, it's for another day. So, we are talking. So, this building we are talking about is definitely a shadow of a particular life that was being built. Now, I'll get into all that. 
Verse 3 says that, now these are the things wherein Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God. The length by cubits, after the first measure, was three score cubits, and the breadth, 20 cubits. Now keep the length, the length is 60 cubits, or three score cubits, so keep it in mind. And the breadth is 20 cubits, keep it in mind. Verse 4, he says that, and the porch, that was in front of the house, the length of it was according to the breadth of the house. Remember, the breadth of the house is 20 cubits. So he says that was according to the breadth of the house, 20 cubits. And the height was 120. Uh, okay, fine. I'm talking about the measurements of light today. Where did I get to? Verse 4. He says that. Um, and the height was 120. And he overlaid it with deep with pure gold now the scripture said that buy of me gold that is tried buy of me gold that is refined that is pure gold all right and the scripture said that when he built the porch we are just talking about the porch we have not come inside yet we will come inside he said that the porch was overlaid within overlaid within see if you are looking for how special you are look within if you are looking for how glorious you are, start from looking within. The Lord is inside of you, he said. Within the, and within the walls of the porch were, were overlaid with pure gold. And so the, the arraying was not with, 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 with common cement. It was with pure gold. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. We are going somewhere. All right? He says that. Verse 5. Verse 5. Verse 5. Verse 5. And the greater house he sealed with fair tree which he overlaid fair tree is a, is, a, is a kind of wood all right he says that which he overlaid with fine gold with fine gold and set thereupon palm trees and chains verse 6 and he garnished the house with precious stones. Do you remember Peter saying that we are lively stones? Now, he says that, and he garnished the house with precious stones for beauty. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what, what, what is being shown in your life right now. It doesn't matter how you cannot figure out things right now. God has arrayed you with beauty, divine beauty. I'm I'm not talking about makeup beauty. I'm not talking about mascara and, and, and the rest. The ladies know it. The ladies, they know it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about divine beauty. He says that, He overlaid it with fine gold and set thereupon palm trees and chains and he garnished the house with precious stones for beauty. And the gold was gold of pavane. Verse 7, he overlaid also the house, the beams, the pots, and the walls thereof, and the doors thereof with gold. Everything was overlaid with gold. Oh, you come. You come. Don't worry. We are moving. He said, Where did I get to? All right. Verse 7, he overlaid also the house, the beams, the post, the walls thereof, the doors thereof with gold and graved cherubims on the walls now if you remember hebrew says that we have come onto the mount we have come on um ye are come unto mount zion the city of god the company of innumerable what angels now 
Mondo Shiva So we have started talking about the first angelic being. All right. Momo Hoshandi Hisaya. I'm just happy what is going to happen tonight. Graved cherubims on the walls, on the walls, on the walls, on the walls, on the walls. On the walls. Um, if you're watching on Zoom, if you're watching on Facebook, I see an angel entering the eastern region. Today, I said I wasn't going to speak to anybody so that I can finish fast. Now, quickly check the chat session for me. I see an angel entering the eastern region. Let me know how many people said the eastern region before I look at anything else. Now, let's go on with the word of God. It says that, And he made the most holy house, the length whereof was according to the breadth of the house, 20 cubits, and the breadth thereof, 20 cubits, and he overlaid it with fine gold amounting to 600 talents and the weight of the nails was 50 shekels of gold and he overlaid the upper chambers with gold and in the most holy house in the most holy house now we are entering to a, a, um, um, a more glorious place he says that and in the most holy house he made two cherubims of image work and overlaid them with gold. Verse 11. And the wings of the cherubims were 20 cubits long. One wing of one of the one cherub was five cubits reaching to the wall of the house. And the other wing was likewise five cubits reaching to the wing of the other cherub. So they were, they were interconnected. They were interconnected, which means that anybody that exited the outer court, exited the porch, exited the outer court, and entered into the most holy place, they entered into a certain company of angels. Um, let, me not, let, me not, let me not rush ahead of myself. I want to quickly finish with the chapter, then I can start preaching. Hallelujah. It says that, and the one wing of the other cherub was five cubits reaching to the wall of the house, and the other wing was five cubits also joining to the wing of the other cherub. Verse 13 says that the wings of the cherubims spread themselves forth 20 cubits. That's about the whole breadth, all right? That's why I said keep the measurements in mind. And they stood on their feet. And their faces were inward. Their faces were inward. Their faces were inward. And note that the arraignment was not an outward adorning, but more of an inward adorning to speak of its value. So value is found within. Value is not necessarily found without. The amount of value you have without tells how much of the value within you have unearthed. So it means that the value without is 
a subset of the value within. That's why I said, if you are looking for how blessed you are, just look within. If you are looking for how glorious you are, don't look without. Don't look at how you have just a num and a, a few number of clothes. Don't look at how your account is is empty. Just look within. Look within. Look within. Look within. You see how glorious you have been adorned. You see how beautiful you are from within. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight actually I came to speak to ministers. I came to speak to everyone that is born of God. Everyone that has received the spirit of God because the scripture said in Acts chapter 1 and he said that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now look at what follows. He said that after you have received power because of the reception of the Holy Ghost, he said you shall be witnesses unto me. So ladies and gentlemen, the witness is the born again Christian who has received the Holy Ghost. Don't look down on yourself again. I'm just getting about, just getting ready to preach. I'm just getting ready to preach. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Verse 13. Okay, verse 14. And he made the veil of blue and purple. Blue speaks of power and purple speaks of royalty and crimson, it speaks of love and fine linen, it speaks of the kind of material. He says that and route cherubims thereon. So, there is an angel we end up talking about angelology. There is an angel assigned for every part of your life. Actually, it starts from a a general one. And as you grow in all the success, in, 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 in all the parts that God has made you privy to, you begin to get ministers, divine ministers that are assigned. When I got to a certain level of a certain element, the Lord assigned a certain angel that ministers with me. When Now, this Eastern region that I see an angel enter, I see something that has to do with schooling. Something that has to do with schooling. So, Boko Sheva Hasaya. Something that has to do with schooling. Something that has to do with schooling. I see an angel enter Eastern region. I see an angel enter Eastern region. I see an angel enter Eastern region. And it has something to do with schooling. Something to do with schooling. So if you ever schooled in the Eastern region, kindly let me know. Now let's go on. He says that, and he made the veil of blue and power. So the veil is not to cover your glory. The veil is to show you of your, the power within, is to show you of how special the place behind the veil is. You see how a bride is covered with a veil. It shows you that the treasure is behind the veil and you have to unveil it to know the treasure. That is why I said, don't look without, look within. The special place is behind the veil. It says that the veil was made of blue, of purple, and of crimson. Crimson speaks of red, all right? Verse 15, he says that also he made before the house two pillars. Two pillars of 30 and 5 cubits high. And the chapter that was on top of each of them was 5 cubits. Verse 16, he says that and he made chains as in the oracle and put them on the heads 
of the pillars and made an hundred pomegranates. is a type of tree. It's, it's like the fair tree, F-I-R, all right? And he put them on chains. Verse 17. And he reared up the pillars. He reared up the pillars. He erected the pillars. You see, there are certain pillars in your life. There are certain people in your life. There are certain main parts in your life. Until you have gotten to a certain stage, you will not, you will not be able to, to, to comprehend the kind of pillars God bring your way. That is why there are certain people that they come into contact with certain men of God, certain people in their life, certain women, certain men, certain friends, and they let them go. And it is after they have left that they begin to realize the weight, the, 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 the essence of those people in their lives. Don't be one of those people. Don't lose the one that is in your life before you begin to see their importance. Don't lose that man of God. Don't lose that lady. Don't lose that man. Don't lose that boy. Don't lose that friend before you realize how important and how, how well and strategically they are positioned in your life. He says, now this is the last part. He says that, and he erected up the pillars before the temple. One on the right and the other on the left and call the one that is on the right hand the one that had to do with power the one that had to do with rights the bible said he called that one jachin now jachin or jacinth was a priest so it was named after a priest so when we enter your life the one that must take the most um influential part of your life must be one that is aligned with the heavens. That is why it is very important that you get a man of God in your life. That is why it is important that you get a prophet in your life. That is why it is important that you get a pastor, a prophet, a, an apostle in your life because it is important that whoever takes the right side of your life, the right pillar of your life, is one that is connected to the Lord and can daily download Lord, the counsel of God into your life and is able to see what is about to happen in your life that must be dealt with. The other time, Peter having Jesus in the right side of his life, Jesus said, Simon Peter, the enemy sought to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. Tonight I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Any evil entity, any enemy, any family member, any friend, any colleague that has sworn to do you bad, that has sworn to cause mischief in your life, whoever that has sought to save you as wheat, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for you. May you be exempted in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak deliverance. I speak divine exemption in the name of Jesus. He said, the right pillar he called Jachin, and the name of the one on the left was Boaz. Now, Boaz was a financially influential man. 
That is why it is important that you get men of substance, men that are influential in your life. After you have gotten a man of God, you know, sometimes you are able to get a man of God in your life that is playing both sides. But whatever be the case, leave them to the duties of aligning to the heavens when it comes to your life. And get that because he could have as well erected one big pillar in the center instead of erecting a pillar in the right hey everyone in your life has something to do in your life i always say that even if they are evil people and they leave you with a lesson you see everyone that comes into your life comes with a lesson either a good lesson or a bad lesson it is up to you even if it is a bad experience you learn something out of it you know that it is not everybody you tell your secret you know it is not everybody you share your baby with because you may not know in the cover of the night the same person you share the bed with the same friend you eat from the same bowl with may lie over their breakthrough may lie over their their open door may lie over their baby and they will wake up at dawn and take your blessing they wake up at dawn and take your baby and when you wake up they will tell you this is my baby you slept on your baby I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Anybody in your life that is pretending, let every pretender be exposed in your life in the name of Jesus. Let every pretender be exposed in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let every pretender in your life be exposed in the name of Jesus. The Bible said that a sower had sown seed. And in the cover of the night, while men slept, the Bible said, an enemy came in and sowed tears among that which he has sown, which was wheat. Now, all these talks of a spiritual principle, but the issue is that nobody can enter your backyard who has no access to your farm. You see, the enemy definitely was one that had access to where he had sown his wheat. And he was one that knew that he was sowing wheat. Are you getting me? So sometimes the people around us, the scripture said that the man's enemy is of his own house. Sometimes the people in our company, the people in our workplace, the people sometimes even in the church, people back the Bible said that in your feast of love, there are people that are within, there are wolves within. These people, they are sports, they are wrinkles. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, as you select them that will be within your circle, as you select them that you will choose to tell your things and to tell your story, may you not end up welcoming anybody that is evil. May you not end up welcoming anybody that will end up bringing disadvantage into your life. Hear you me. I prophesy over your life. Any man that shall be sent into your life, any entity 
anything that shall be sent into your life to do you bad and to do you evil in the name of the Lord Jesus. Probably they have come as your best friend. Probably they have come as your boss. Probably they have come as just a colleague. Probably they have come as a boyfriend. Probably they have come as a girlfriend, a lover, a beloved. Probably they are in a place where you least expect them to do anything negative but in the name of the Lord Jesus if they do not change tonight may the Lord expose them and may the Lord deal with them even by his sword in the name of the Lord Jesus you see the Bible said the Bible said the word of God he says that it is like two-edged sword. And John the Revelator said, when he saw the Son of Man, there was something that came out of his mouth, two-edged sword. Now, two-edged sword simply means a two-mouthed word, a two-mouthed sword. Now, that edge over there speaks of a mouth. So, we are speaking of declarations. We are speaking of words that we release. We are speaking of things that come out of our mouth. So when I love how the Bible says it. He says that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. So the sword is connected to the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you release the word of God, you have activated the sword of God to work on your behalf. And therefore, I speak the word of God over your life. Probably the night before you were mourning, I declare your morning has come. If you were weeping during the night, your morning has come. The Bible said that Shilomo began building the temple in Moriah, in Jerusalem, the threshing floor that had been prepared by David, his father, the threshing floor of Onan. You may have been in a place where they intended to crush you. You may have been in a place where they intended to rubbish you. But the Bible said that this threshing floor was not just any threshing floor. It was the threshing floor in Moriah where David encountered the Lord. And Moriah simply means chosen by Jehovah. And the dressing floor of Onan, Onan, like I said in the beginning, means light has perpetrated. Ladies and gentlemen, I speak the word of God over your life, wherever you are in your life. Whatever down moment you are in, whatever low moment you are in, whatever disadvantage you are in, I came to speak the word of God to you, that you are coming out in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see the light of God shining forth in your life like never before. Ladies and gentlemen, back to what we were saying. Now we are talking about array that don't. The Bible said, speaking of the he said he saw the, the new Jerusalem coming forth. He said it was adorned like a bride. And when he came speaking and describing the bride, he said that he was adorned. He was clothed with the righteousnesses of the saints. Ladies and gentlemen, God 
Oda Bogo Sheve Hisekura Talabaya Nakosa. I was sharing something within the week, and I was sharing with them about the, 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 the armor of God. Now, in the armor of God, there is a part called the breastplate of righteousness. Now, this breastplate of righteousness was used to cover your front and to cover your back, and it extended to about your knee. And this breastplate of righteousness was metal, it was shiny, it was beautiful. Hallelujah. Apart from the helmet that was also beautiful. The helmet of salvation. You see, beauty began the day you gave your life to Christ. God began preparing you, dressing you, beautifying you, arraying you with gold, fine gold, pure gold, arraying you like a precious stone. And so Peter said that we are lively stones. I came to tell you tonight that no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how well you know of yourself. Look within. There is some beauty inside of you. There's some beauty installed on your inside. And the Lord asked me to come and tell you that that ministry that has been given you, that assignment that has been given you, you have been well arrayed. You have been well addressed. You have been well dressed. You have been well addressed dawned to fit that ministry, to be able to do that assignment. I don't know who is giving up on the assignment God has given him. I don't know who is about throwing in the tower. Baby, listen to me. God has prepared you for that work. God, he did not just anoint you, he dressed you for that work. Akolobo Shatalabahadia Talabahaya Ereko Shatatatata Ientelebe Shondolobokobosa Erapa Palabahataya. The Bible said, like I was saying. The breast of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, this breastplate of righteousness. Now it was in two parts and it was locked up with a golden ring or any other ring, any good ring, a ring that will not break. It was locked on the shoulder so that we will have some at the back and some in the front. It's like, it's like wearing um, 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 an apron. You, you get what I'm saying? It's like wearing an apron, but they are in two parts. And this was so shiny. It was so beautiful, and it was the first dressing of the soldier of Christ. After you have worn something on the under, so that it will not um, irritate your body, there was there was the breastplate of righteousness. After the breastplate of righteousness, there was the, the loin belt of truth, the word of God. So ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that brings out the beauty of your dress, the beauty of your arraignment, the beauty of your gold engravings and engravings is, is the word of God. There was the loin belt of the word of God and it held together the, the, the breastplate so that when they bend it will not move away because it wasn't locked here. It was just locked here. And they needed the belt to hold it together. And apart from the belt that was holding it together, they had the shield of faith. And the shield of faith was quite extensive in height, such that it was about an average height of a door, so that it was able to protect everything. Ladies 
and gentlemen, even the faith that you have, which come by the word and hearing the word, ladies and gentlemen, even the faith is a particular adorning, a particular jewel on your body, a particular dress, a particular raiment, a particular garment on your body. Ladies and gentlemen, I just came to encourage someone that it doesn't matter how you have seen yourself. It doesn't matter how you look down on yourself. You have been well dressed. You have been well prepared. It's just a matter of time. The Bible said in the second day of the second month of the fourth year of the reign of Shiloko, it is just a matter of time. It is not day one for you to see everything. But I can assure you, the gold outlay, the gold inlays, the gold engraving is on your inside. And the Bible said that on the walls were the engravings of cherubims. And even on the veil was also the engravings of cherubims. Ladies and gentlemen, God has invested so much in you that he has given his angels charge over you. Psalm 91. He has given his angels charge over you. Now, if you look at the measurement, it says that one right wing extended five cubits. And the other wing also extended five cubits till it touched the other wing of the cherubim, of the next cherubim. Ladies and gentlemen, the angels around you, they know they give space. And that is one reason why God no go shame you. I can assure you. God no go shame you. You see, that is why you've been through a lot. But the fact that you are on this particular transmission means that you are still connected. You have been through a lot. I know you have been through certain heartbreaks. You know what? I've also been through some. I know you have been through down moments. Hey, I've also been through down moments. I know you have been in a place where you doubt that God has an anointing upon you. Where you are beginning to doubt that the grace of God is because you have missed one word you have missed one quotation you have missed one prophecy hey i have been there before and i can assure you it is just a matter of time sometimes when you allow a baby to dress by themselves they will wear the dress and have the front at the back sometimes if you allow them to wear their shoe you realize that they will wear it the right on the left and the left on the right hey it is just a matter of time. You are missing it because you have not come to a certain stage. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, I see the Lord building you up. I see the Lord building you up. Just begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. Begin to blow in tongues. If you do not speak in tongues, it's okay. It's okay. You are, you can just pray in the Spirit. You can just pray in the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may the Lord manifest everything you ought to see. May the Lord manifest in your life. Everything you you ought to know in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You want to lift up the next prayer. 
and you are declaring that oh lord every ability i have not i've not been exposed to yet that is due in the name of the lord jesus because ladies and gentlemen just wearing the helmet of salvation alone now you know what the truth of the matter is that the scripture said i think from verse 10 talking about the armor of Christ, chapter 6 of Ephesians, he says that and having the loin belt of truth, you have the truth. Now, that loin belt of truth speaks of the word of God. This Bible, the logos, the loin belt of truth speaks of the logos. All right? And he said, having the loin belt, which means you've got it already. It's already available. The logos is available. Then next, he says that having the breastplate of righteousness. Hey, the breastplate of righteousness is the one that is giving you. The breastplate of righteousness Christ is already your righteousness. All right? Is it having the breastplate of righteousness? If you can quickly flip with me. I just want to assure you some of the things because if I talk about your arraignment, I might show you some of the things that you have been arrayed with. Now, in the verse... um, 12, no, it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, verse 18, he says that wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So, the armor of God is to stand. It's not to wage war. It's not to go looking for war, alright? Verse 14, he says that stand therefore, having your loins, get about with truth. So, that is the loin belt of truth. Your loins get about. That's talking about belt. All right? Amplified. We'll say that. Stand, therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. Then the next one, he says that, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So you have it already. Then 15, he says that, and your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. All right? Showed... Your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And this part doesn't talk of preaching the word, preaching the word, preaching the word, all right? It talks, it talks of your preparation in the gospel, all right? It, it talks of how firmly rooted you are. And so when I was teaching this, I was saying that the Roman soldier was in such a way. Now, it was both metal and leather, all right? And beneath it, there were this metal, um, I think bronze, there was this metallic bronze and it had spikes at the bottom so that when they stand, it enters the earth and they are well rooted. So it talks about your understanding in the word of God because the preparation here actually talks of foundation. So it talks of um, the foundation of the gospel of peace. All right. And above all, he says that taking the shield of faith, so the shield of faith, we take it. How do we take it? 
the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. He says that taking the shield of faith wherewith you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. How do we quench fiery darts? We are talking about combustion fire. We quench it and we use fire to quench, all right? So I'm quickly running you through it. So the shield of faith is something we take and it has to do with the word of God. The Bible says that washing of water by the word. So that is why it quenches. It is the shield of faith that quenches, all right? It has to do with the word of God. Then he talks about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is not like logos, which is the loin belt of truth, but this um, um, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, actually talks of rhema, talks of rhema, the, 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 the spoken word of God, all right? So it must be spoken. You must give word to it to experience the sword part of the word of God. Hallelujah. And I just want to assure you, that this starts as a bonus and in your inside are engravings of gold just as was in the temple of the lord that solomon built and i pray in the name of the lord jesus that if you should ever look for value anywhere if you should ever look at how well God has made you, how beautiful God has made you, you look inside. And when you look inside, you find it. Hallelujah. This is the word of God. I want you to lift up one last prayer. You know, I'm saying that, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever action, whatever ability, what, 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 whatever thing i am entangled in whatever i do that ends up taking me into a place that makes me look as though i'm disadvantaged you know sometimes we enter disadvantage not because um, 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 it is an enemy doing it we enter disadvantage because of ignorance we enter disadvantage because of a certain action so we are lifting up prayer you are just lifting up prayer in one minute and you are declaring the name of the lord jesus that the lord would take you out of every action the lord will take you out of every activity that takes you into a place of disadvantage that makes it look as though god has not built you well that makes it look as though god has not arrayed you well enough for that assignment for that um, uh, ministry 